This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. From Flint to Philadelphia, from Hollywell to Hollywood. Rob Ryan Red is a brand new Wrexham AFC fans podcast by Nathan Salt and Richard Fay. Now, maybe you're well-versed in Wrexham history, or maybe you're new here, so here's a few things to jog your memory. Here is Vose. Great dribbling by Don Vose. And still, Vose, he gets past another. Oh, what a goal! Don Vose, one of the goals of the season. He has toyed with the defence there. And that is remarkable. The ball boys getting involved. Conor Jennings, the captain, Wrexham's top goal scorer. 13 for the season. 14! Wrexham lead! It's Wrexham 1! Chester now! It's McDonough for Wrexham! Still Jerry McDonough! It's not coming in! McDonough around the keeper! Wrexham! Wrexham! to the lead, ladies! If yesterday was a Black Friday, but today is a Red Saturday! Hello, welcome to the latest episode of the Rob Ryan Red Wrexham AFC podcast. It wasn't a very happy Easter. Where do we begin with that one, Nathan? Oh, Rich, I'm, you know, I listened to the intro and I'm so excited about the great goals we scored. And yet Easter was just so demoralising. Apart from the mini eggs and, and the chocolate that I had, it, there was no, there was not enough chocolate to get me through that, that Torquay game. I know we'll get on to both games, but I've, we've got to do we start have to? with that. We've Nobody gotten, wants to relive got, that, do they? No, I mean, the talkie game, well, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, it w- wasn't one for the ages. It was, a, it was a pretty drab affair, but there was something so... I just I just call it to people now when I talk about it. I just say, that's so Wrexham, which really doesn't mean anything to people outside of Wrexham's fan base. But it was just so Wrexham. I mean, I, I thought back to Dagenham at home earlier this season where we dropped deeper and deeper and, and, and we conceded and we ended up drawing that game. I was thinking of Chesterfield and we were there and we ended up losing 2-1, 89th minute winner for Chesterfield. I, obviously, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm gutted. I was gutted when, when Torquay scored, but I wasn't surprised, which, which is Well, yeah, there's that sort of meme, isn't there? It's disappointed but not surprised, and that's yeah, just the exactly. definition of supporting Wrexham. They are just the team that you can never rely on. And that's why I said we made our predictions on the podcast before Easter weekend. And I said three points. We're not going to win both of them. God, I was optimistic. That I was, said four points. So yeah. I, I, just, I was going unbeaten. 
I just always feel that as soon as this team starts to get momentum, they almost start to believe their own hype. And that's just our downfall. We went into both games, obviously with the striker situation, which has just been an absolute car crash. And we'll get onto that and maybe look at some players that we could actually get in, realistic or not. But it's just, it was so, I like you said, Nath, when that Torquay goal went in, I was just not surprised at all. And I was almost just numb to the emotion of it. I would just be on the point of it being a surprise anymore. I mean, you tweeted, wasn't it? If you don't laugh, you'll cry. And I feel like that's that's pretty apt with, with a lot of the way it goes for Wrexham. Um, and I'm sure the new owners will learn pretty quick. I saw Rob McElhenney tweeted, you know, about... Uh, can we buy a goal? Buy, yeah, can we buy a goal? Well, that's, a, that's the question we've got for you, Rob, really, isn't it? Because yeah, can I mean, we buy a goal? We can't get yeah, anyone just, in from another club. We've got someone. Get, no. get, we've got to buy someone who's a free agent who's been deregistered from any other team before the end of the January transfer window. So you're very limited to the players you can actually mm. get in now. Every player who is a free agent is kind of a free agent for a reason as well. Sure, they've either sure. got injury worries, they've either maybe just not been in the game for a long time anymore mm. and that's the issue that we've now got we could either maybe i know we're gonna get excited and we'll get our photoshops out that i know you've been busy doing Nath, but I've, I've done so but i love photoshop for anyone that listens to this if any if you ever see a photoshop off our twitter at rob ryan red it will be me i i, I love oh god yeah there's no way it's me so let's um, just let's look through the list i mean as hmm. soon as well, let's, we, I, I as soon as Ponticelli let's, got let's, injured, yeah, I, I was going to say let's let's recap, let's rewind a bit to to how we've got to this point whereby we're trying to find anybody who can lace up their boots. I mean, we recorded the last podcast. I was it, it actually when I listened back to it, it's quite sad, really, and ironic that I was talking up how how I was so wrong about Kwame Thomas and you know he'd proven me wrong and like I couldn't wait to watch him and like he'd be great for Wrexham fans when they get to see him and yet news starts to filter through i get a text that you know something's not quite right yeah we're here in game. early morning sort of on, on good yeah. friday which soon turned into shit friday that Kwame mm. thomas has done a he's had a really bad injury in training and his achilles had been ruptured mm. it's not just a bad injury is in he's out for the season he's out for the calendar year in a worst case sure. scenario six to nine months so we're going to Notts county dreadful. away a really difficult tie. And then, you know, the hope seeing, is Ponticelli. Seeing, yeah. Ponticelli got that gold in the, the other week. I can't remember yeah. who, when Jordan Davis sliced the assist to him and he poked it in. It was just sheer relief from him. Yeah. I was we, just really I was just really down when I saw when I saw Kwame. I know some people were saying that he was smiling and like it was great to see him there. I was just really quite numb when I when I saw him on crutches on, on the BT Sport cameras. I was really you know, it's not that's not a normal injury that one. That's like you say, it's out for the calendar year. I think he's pretty much out of contract at the end of the season. You know, not that I would imagine the club will get rid of him. I'm sure they will probably extend him and keep him for, for what he was had done before. But it's something quite sad and about the you know the the potential that he may not play in front of a Wrexham crowd. Um, yeah, and I know I've I've thought a lot about that, and I just think given everything that's happened and like how terrible the year's been and the pandemic and everything that couldn't have happened to what seems like a really nice bloke and it couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke in, in that sense i just think how do you look you know he went up for a header i think dean was saying and he landed awkwardly obviously ruptures his achilles i mean it's just our luck that we get a new strength and conditioning or performance coaching and suddenly we're blighted by injuries and you know the kind of the squad is is decimated but like you say we, we, we were reliant on ponticelli 
And there's been a lot of people saying, like, I want to see Ponticelli play. And so, you know, he was given his opportunity. I thought we started against Notts County really well. I really we started, good start. Yeah, I thought we started really well. We should have, we should have been a couple of goals up, and that's that's no exaggeration. We weren't, and and then and then disaster strikes. I'm sure you can talk us through the, the kind of the harrowing scenes that played out then. Yeah, I mean, we had that. Angus had the shot straight away. He had a really nice work move where Young curls on just just outside the post. And I was trying to blog a Manchester United press conference at the same time. I had the BT Sport app crashing every 15 minutes without failure on the on the PlayStation when I was trying to watch it. It was just absolute car crash. I was hating every minute of it deep side. And yeah, Wrexham just weren't taking their chances. And then we had the second half. Well, we had the injury to Poncelli in the first half, yeah. didn't we? When he was chasing yeah. the ball down and yeah. pulled his hamstring. And you knew I, straight away. You yeah, you can tell. Away. You can tell. Yeah. And a, a hamstring injury particularly at this stage of the season, that, that's another one that's going to be touch and go because mm. although there could be a playoff campaign to rush him back for him to get him fit, you've also got to think about his own longevity and mm. what rushing him back could do or the implications of a setback could do. So it's left Wrexham with just one striker. It's the informed striker in Dior Angus, but he just has looked sure. so isolated in all the football we've seen since. Dean Keats has had to rely on putting centre-backs further forward to try and mm. add some sort of aerial presence. And Wrexham's season has gone from one of hope and optimism of us saying that, you know, we've got to get in the top three positions in the league where we're going to avoid the playoff eliminator. And now I'd bite your hand off just to get into the eliminator because we've dropped sure. out of the playoff places. We are now lost consecutive games against teams around us, which has always sort of been an issue of us. We just don't seem to have that big game plan. We seem too scared to be expansive against a top team and we just seem to have to rely on either them capitulating or taking something from a set piece and now the confidence just gone from sky high to abysmal really we've got jake bickerstaff and bobby grant on loan neither of them could be recalled and we've just got a real issue at the club about how we're going to replace the goals that we've lost it's been i think it's been a disaster you you can't call anything else i mean lost both games one nil um you know, we've had it's it's more than that though. It's not just the defeats; they are they are damaging in their own right. It's the amount of the two goals we've lost by as well. Nathan. Both games we've been in and we've had a chance of winning ourselves, yeah, and we've had chances. That, and then the goals that we've let side, in. Yeah, even that to one side though. I think the injuries go way beyond that. You know, I think a Ponticelli injury. What's that going to be? Four weeks, maybe. I don't know for a hamstring, something like that. I'd be surprised if it's sooner than that. I mean, obviously Kwame's out out for the season now. Angus isn't. We said this on a previous pod. He's not a striker. And this isn't a criticism of him. He's just not a striker that can play up there. I don't think on his own. I think he's better in a two. He's better on the last shoulder of the defender, and he's better chasing those knockdowns. That's why you want that physical presence next to him as a kind of foil. We've been over this in in previous pods, and and, and I think that's the only why way I could so see well it working now. Would be with a false nine, but we don't have the wide players to then implement that as a tactic. No, we so don't. So it's we just don't. we we just do not no. have the personnel to play any sort of attractive or effective football at the moment. And then you think, okay, so so we're decimated up top now, strikers, and we're trying to still figure out our our kind of blend in midfield. And then you get news for the Torquay game that Rob Layton pulls his groin or feels his groin, as Dean said in in the warm up. And suddenly we've got Dibble going in. And don't get me wrong, Dibble's fine. But again, it's just another injury that, that you're concerned with. I mean, what's to say that, you know, Lainton, Touchwood, um, you know, doesn't do anything bad. But what's to say that he doesn't 
clear the ball on a goal kick or something and does his groin and suddenly I think if Leighton were to go down and, and we can't get a striker in for whatever reason because all this talk is we've got a couple of strikers in on trial two strikers in on trial you know there's talk that some players that Dean's, Dean has approached are, are approaching the end of their career so I'm you know flashbacks to Deli Adebola or Brett Ormrod coming back in could still um, be both for them couldn't it I mean, if if they're the, t- I wouldn't surprise me. Just Deli Adebola or get someone like Jefferson Louis or someone. I don't know. Probably not a free agent. In fairness to him, um, but it's just, I don't know, Rich. It just was quite deflating. I wasn't angry. Uh, you know, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. I just the makeup of the playoffs changes week to week, and we said, oh, you know, where are we? Are we in a false position? Are we not? Like, can we go top three? I mean, it didn't seem that long ago. We were kind of dreaming of that top spot. And now that, that we couldn't feel further away from that. Uh, Halifax have passed us. We've got Halifax to come. You know, you just think we're, we're channeling in one direction and it's not up at the moment. And that's, that's a worry because we were starting to really pull it together and we just had the rug pulled from under us. Exactly. And we said as well that there's always going to be a team who make that sort of late surge and get the playoffs, but there's also going to be a team who has to drop out by consequence of that. And it's looking like it's going to be us. We, like you said, the whole sort of past two or three months has been underpinned by the fact that teams haven't played the same amount of games. That's starting to even out now. And we just look in a in a class below everyone else in the playoffs at the moment. And we shouldn't be. When fully fit, we've got a better team than most of them above us. But the way that we've played this season, the, particularly our record against the teams above us, we we basically we, we are where we, we should be. I mean, the table doesn't lie. And we've given away so many cheap points this season. And that's what's the real killer for me. It's not just the fact that we've lost points over Easter weekend twice. It's the fact that they've both been late goals. And the manner of them that we've conceded them is just another blow to the confidence. And yeah, it's left us a real predicament now as well in terms of actually getting a striker in. Like you said, Nave, there's a couple on trial that, that are being looked at. But then you also think, like, how do you manage that situation? Because... Do you try and make a statement and go for a big name who you could be paying a lot of money for who might not have a proven injury record? They come in. If they don't like produce the goods, then you're just going to get hammered, particularly if it's kind of viewed as a marquee signing for the National League level. Then do you go for someone who's been out of out of the game for a while and the fitness issues which come with that? We, I know we just need bodies at the moment, but you don't want to just sign a player for the sake, for the sake of him being a striker because unless they've actually got something to act, to physically offer and make an impact on the games, there's no point actually bringing anyone in. I do think we need someone, anyone at all, but I just don't know. I mean, as soon as Ponticelli went off injured, everyone at half-time of the Knots game just went straight to transfer marked. They went through the free agents who are strikers, and it's a who's who, really, of who, of has-beens. But that's the tra- they're all has-beens on the list. There's some absolute dross on there. I mean, I, I've scoured the pages and pages Let's, and pages Yeah, if we there. talk through it then. So the, the headline names, Diego Costa, Daniel I mean, Sturridge, dream, dream Wilfred Boney. Yeah, the dream scenario would be someone like Diego... You know, obviously, we're just playing striker roulette here. Diego Costa's obviously a free agent. Daniel Sturridge is a free agent. Ahmed Musa, I think, is a free agent, formerly a Leicester. And Wilfred Bonney. They're the sort of ones you're looking at. Um, can we get any of those? I... I'm Bonnie's the only up. one I could imagine on a short-term contract. If you gave him some sort of coaching role, paid him an absolute wedge, and just hoped that he, <laughs> he doesn't know where could Exum you, is. Could, could you imagine? Just just enter to just just humour me, Rich. Could you imagine getting Diego Costa 
into the race course. Just say like Diego, you know, we'll get you on this Netflix documentary. Like we'll make you an executive producer, whatever you want, like to build your profile. You can like go for dinner with Ryan Reynolds when he comes over. Just give us, you know, well, however many games it is left now. What is it like? Ten games left or eleven games left or something? Um, you'll see it will play you every game. We'll give you X amount of money, and we'll give you some. You know, we'll, we'll put you in the next Deadpool or whatever it is. Yeah. And if we get promoted, you, you can, can just imagine. have like a yeah, load you, you of money. Just have, like, yeah, just you do can what just you have, want. Like, you a can ton. Have... Just take all the bonuses. Could you imagine like Diego Costa's temperament in the National League? I mean, he'd barely be on the pitch. He'd probably just get sent off every week. He'd you know, get absolutely riled, um, wouldn't he? Who is it? Kyle Wooten that got the red card in uh, Notts County red card. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the elbows that Diego Costa would be swinging in the fifth tier of English football? I mean, that would be that would be a Netflix drama in itself. That would be a Netflix series in itself. Um, but no, so, you know, don't get me wrong. As much as I've enjoyed my Photoshop of Diego Costa, which you can find on our Twitter, at Rob Ryan Red, that, that's not going to happen. Um, Daniel Sturridge is an interesting one. And I know that the that's, Liverpool that's links remind... make it very interesting, don't they? And the fact that he's yeah. been in the Midlands as well, West Brom. You got Peter reminds Moore. Me of the ben, you know. Reminds me of the reminds me of the Ben Woodburn talk though in the summer. You know, it's it but Daniel good, Sturridge but it's probably was, not going to happen. Like, you know? I'm not like as Welsh fans, we remember Daniel Sturridge at Euro 2016. Like he's a he's a completely different class of player to Ben Woodburn. Daniel Sturridge 100%. could still be playing in the Premier League. Yeah, so that's but, that's why so that's why he won't come to us. Like I don't see for him what he's going to get out of going below the championship level because exactly and if he dropped there, down to the national league he, like, he couldn't there'll, be an ex- there'll be an expectation on him to score like at least a goal a game yeah and what if he doesn't do it exactly yeah, then, then, it, then, it would be a stupid move from daniel sturridge the money yeah. he'd have to pay and the fact that he's not got a good injury record and it would be typical mm. Wrexham to go out for a marquee signing say in a in a mythical world where we get daniel sturridge in on a, until the end of the season second game he'll be injured it wouldn't I surprise mean, you don't get me wrong, there's, there's obviously an element of, you know, Humphrey is a big Liverpool fan. I'm sure he's very interested in, in you know, he's probably, he'd be delighted, I'm sure, to get an ex-Liverpool player, and not that long ago, a Liverpool player, into the team. It's Daniel Sturridge, it, it, Nathan. I, like, yeah. Did, I, we can't entertain it any happen. longer. We can't no, entertain no, no, it any we, longer. Move on. Just... So, so move on to a realistic targets. We said about Bonnie, but I was looking at somebody that I think, fits the description of what Dean was talking about. Near the end of the career, injury history is not great. You know, is a free agent. I'm looking at, lastly, of Tramir, Ishmael Miller. Now, I feel like that's a name that is achievable, is a big target man, is just somebody who can just sort of stand up front like a Matt Reed type figure, and Dior can play off him. Now, the question is, has it... Has he got anything left in the tank? Has he got anything? He's been a free agent, according to the transfer market, since July 2020. So, you know, no one has fancied him in the summer and January. So, you know, what's he been doing? I have no idea. And how long would it take somebody like that to get up to speed? You know, we need someone straight away to come that's in. The, that's the other play. thing. We, I, I, I mean, this is going to be a bit of a weird crossover here. I know most fans won't, won't care about this, but... I, when I was at United last year, I mean, Odio Nogalo came for United because they needed a striker on deadline day mm-hmm. and he was the mm-hmm. only one they could get over the line. They went for Haaland, he said no. They went for Josh King, he said no. They went for Salman Rondon, he said no. Mm-hmm. Odio Nogalo said yes, he was a boyhood United mm-hmm. fan. But hi, him moving to United, he had to have a fortnight of intense fitness training. 
he he'd already started pre-season as well in China, China, and he had to have an intense mm. fortnight of fitness training every single day in Manchester to get up to speed. And then he was only making cameos anyway. And of course, the expectations of playing in the Premier League and, and the National League are very different. But that was a player who does who was playing in, a, in an elite league. Okay, he hadn't played properly for a long time, but he was still undergoing the fitness regimes and he still needed a fortnight of training every single day to get up to speed. And that's my other worry. By the time, even if we were to get a veteran striker in, it might be, he might only have two, three games where he's fully fit. And yeah, and I, to be honest, just... my, my guess is, my guess is we won't go for a veteran. So that's, I'm, that's purely my opinion. Maybe fans listening to this will, will have a different one. I'm sure they will. But my guess is that we will just get somebody in, Nineteen twenty, he's been released by their maybe championship or Premier League twenty threes team. You know, has not been able to get a deal. Has maybe gone a little bit off the radar, but is still pretty fit. Has been working out and and can just come in on trial, do a job, and we'll say yeah, we'll we'll give you a deal until the end of the season. I'd rather get like a veteran, like an Ishmael Miller type. You know, someone physically brutish up top that Dior can play off. I don't know if just chucking a a nineteen twenty year old next to Dior is. I mean, who knows? You know, look at Amari Patrick when he came in. I didn't have many expectations. I didn't have many reservations. I didn't have many expectations on him, and 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 he was brilliant. So it can go both ways. It's hard to know. And so far, they're just trialist A and trialist B. Obviously, we have no intel on. It's not Jimmy Troy again, is it? It's it better not. I mean, to be honest, at this point, I think he's moved on to better and bigger things himself, (laughs) hasn't he? I mean. Like you I, said, I yeah. think it will be of that sort of ilk. The Ishmael Miller, yeah. I think Giles Barnes was on there, Jay Simpson was there, people Jay who, Simpson, yeah. you know, they've got that. It's I just I just do not know where to start, really. I'm, I'm intrigued, I'm excited. The thing is, we've got money in the pot now. There's, there's no excuse not to gamble on it, is there? Which mm. is what's exciting as a fan. And until someone's been signed, I'm going to dream of Daniel Sturridge, I'm going to dream of Diego Costa. I just, like you said, I just can't see it being a, a marquee name or... Maybe even necessarily you ima- someone you've heard of, like. Could you imagine? Um, you just imagine Red Passion, if Daniel Sturridge arrived. He comes in. He's well, I remember. Eru- I remember D- Red Passion erupting the day Brett Ormrod signed. So yeah. taking Daniel Sturridge <laughs> no. in, it just takes not it to even, a whole new level. Not, e- not even erupting when he signed. I'm saying Brett Ormrod. Uh, sorry, not Brett Ormrod. You got me thinking about Brett Ormrod now. Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge comes in. Let's just say he has a poor game against who we got coming up. Uh, Halifax, say you know Stockport. Say he doesn't make it into Stockport. He plays away at Halifax at the Shea, you know, a ground that we've been to and can be a very cold, horrible place. And the last time I went to the Shea, they stopped serving food, and I tweeted we them saying, "Yeah, I tweeted them we saying there. there's no food." And then loads of Halifax fans started tweeting me, calling me an idiot and a Welsh c-word. Yeah, and I was but like, I mean, they, but they, there was they, no they food. I was in the queue, and they were they had ran out of food. I mean, I was and then the, they, they, called, the, they called you a liar. Yeah, and the club, the club account quote tweeted me and called me a liar, and yeah, I was I mean, in the. So nonsense. you know what? I I despise Halifax Town, crap little club, and f- yeah, yeah, hate them, hate them. You, you, you remember? You remember when um, Kingsley James? I mean, he's up there with one of the most oh. hated footballers in my dartboard of football. Yeah, right? he's up there, Brody, yeah. isn't he? But at least we've got. I remember. I remember when he did a knee slide in front of the Wrexham fans, and like the away end just went absolutely crazy. In terms oh, of like, it was just like foaming at the mouth, but yeah, the Shea that was I I can't believe you brought that you remembered that about the, the it's because I've got, I've so... got a hit list of all the non-league teams <laughs> who have like filed formal complaints against me and Halifax are in there so and odd. it's just like 
fair enough. Like, have a bit of. I, I like football banter and stuff, but calling sure, me a liar sure. when I'm in the away end queue for food and the, I mean, that, the, the woman at the tuck shop says, There is no food, sorry. And then yeah, that, I that message was... the club and they call me a liar. It's just what, ridiculous. What gets, what gets me as well is that I think I'm surprised that teams are still surprised, clubs are still surprised when, when Wrexham fans descend en masse to these places. I remember going to Solly Hall on a, on a bank holiday weekend and they were talking about, you know, how kind of how, how they were so snowed under with food like they didn't expect this kind of demand and it's like come on now Wrexham have a huge following we've been here long enough now we we know like we still come in in great numbers I remember you know we were saying to Chislow it me about the numbers that Luton would travel in and all these things it just baffles me but anyway back back to the striker point is you can you just imagine like the abuse Daniel Sturridge would get if he didn't score like a hat-trick or didn't score a brace or whatever on his first game but yeah, now let, let's dream, Rich, because we need some positivity. It's been a, it's been a really, it's been a really crappy couple of days. That Notts County defeat, that Notts County defeat was one thing, and I thought, okay, we can redeem ourselves against Torquay. Torquay, I thought, were pretty good when they had Danny Wright on, and they took Danny Wright off, and I thought neither team looked like they had a plan. God, I love Danny I Wright, by the way. Can we have a little uh, appreciation for him? I loved him when he was at Gateshead as well. I've just always liked him. I, just seems a nice bloke, you know. Just seems a, a really, and he was good. And that for goal, Gainsborough Trinity. Oh, that goal! What an absolute watching... scream the away end and the fan footage. I forgot who it is. Whoever, whoever's uploaded that fan footage from the away end, that is one of my favorite ever YouTube videos. That is absolutely class. I was watching the sort of the final few minutes of the FA Trophy final when his shot gets like past yeah. the post or it hits the post. McEwen had was, the game yeah, of his life. Yeah. When I watched it, I was like, that would have been such a good goal. Like, it's kind of behind him. The cross is a little bit yeah, behind him. Yeah, hell of, of like, a technique. Take, that... Takes a touch and <sighs> hammers it. I mean, that would have been... A, right in front of the away end as well at Wembley. That yeah, would have I love Danny Wright. Um, loved him. Yeah, Danny Wright, right, right, as we would say. Uh, but yeah, yeah hey, where, I think where, where on, on, the stri- on the striker front, I think... I'm of the belief that we have to get somebody in. I know you say so you don't want to get someone in for the sake of it. Well, no, I the, the thing is, I'm a hypocrite. I, I, right. I, I, like I said, I, do, I don't want us to bring someone in who isn't fit and ready to actually right. play. But right. I do think we need someone in, which is hypocritical. It's in two minds. I mean, I don't know, but I, and I won't be the one doing the fitness test, so it's not really right. my problem. And, uh, yeah... Just please okay, get well, someone so, in. Rich, okay, so Rich, let me play. Let me play this scenario. So I'm your Dean. Your Dean Keats now. I'm the owner. I've told you. Look, we can't get anyone in. Nothing can be done. Can't get anyone. So you're Dean. You've got to stick with what you got. What can we? If we stuck with what we got, we don't get anyone. Which I don't think will happen. But we say we don't get anyone. What can we do? Like what? What we? Something's got to change. We can't just keep doing what we're doing with Dior. What no. do we do with that midfield? Do you play I think a four three three or what do you do? Yeah, I've, I've been toying with this. I think you either go to a 4-4-1-1, which I don't think we've got the personnel for quite yet, and I don't know how we'd fill the wide areas. You'd have to have sort of inverted wingers. I mean, the thing is, and here we go, here's the weekly shout-out. It's Devontae Redmond. That's basically my answer. Either him or Jarvis playing behind Angus, sort of as the link-up man. That would be my answer. It, I think you've got to maybe keep the five at the back. You can do a five. You can basically do like a five-four-one, but you have two defensive midfielders, a left attacking midfielder, a right attacking midfielder, and sort of a shadow striker playing 
behind Angus, which is all very complicated, I know. So you could theoretically have your back five, as you, as you always do, and as you want it, the two, the width from the wing-backs. Holding midfield, let's say you've got Young and Harris. God, that's going to be some tenacious tackling. And then on the right, maybe you've got Jarvis. Then you've got Rutherford. <laughs> do we say Rutherford? And then you go Redmond in behind Angus. Yeah, doesn't sound like promotion, does it? That that doesn't. Um, I'll be honest with you, Rich. That, that that isn't inspiring me with a lot of confidence. But while we segue on, here's a few stories, Rich, that I thought were worth getting your take on at the week. Very short, we can keep it. But Jay Harris, two hundred and fifty Wrexham appearances. I think that I think that deserves a shout out. Great servant for the club. Still as good now, I think, as as he has been. His tenacious best, and I tweeted out on the he's, account he's, one of, what one of the best about... ever goals. One of the best ever goals, I think, I, I've seen at Wrexham in terms of the, was it against Barrow? It's got to yeah. be, yeah. The one and Mark Griffiths' commentary is absolutely oh, incredible I'd, for that. Yeah, that's amazing. Go look at that if you haven't seen it. It's, it's yeah. on our Twitter. It's amazing. But what yeah, I love Jay about... Harris, two hundred fifty games. Yeah, what I love about Jay Harris as well is he's sort of adapted from the sort of box to box midfielder to a more ball winning midfielder, but sits a bit deeper. But yeah, I, I love him. I love his work rate. I love the way that he plays the game. And what a servant he's been to the club. 250 appearances is no mean feat, particularly when he's been away for so long. You know, he's also had such a gap in between his spells at Wrexham, but he's come back, and like you said, no hard feelings almost. I'm just delighted he's come back here. And I, he would love to get promoted at Wrexham. He loves the club. And that's not something that always comes across. I don't think from maybe that set of players, but just, you know, he used to play midfield with Keats. Keats loves him. He knows he can trust him. And yeah, he he deserves a special shout out, even though the, the weekend didn't quite give him the celebration to go with it. Talking of hard feelings, we've got to touch on Elliot Durrell, who has, was very unhappy um, on Twitter. Tweeted out, I don't know how many angry, angry emoji faces it was. Uh, that was later taken down. An apology was put up. Um, you know, he clearly was unhappy to be starting. That was back called the Monday your... before the before kickoff against Torquay. Before it? kickoff, yeah, that was that was before the, the team news dropped. He'd clearly been told maybe twenty minutes prior to that. Uh, wasn't happy, and you know there wasn't that much sympathy for him from, from the fans after, after his performance against Notts County. What, what, what do you what do you make of that situation and and kind of how Elliot's done for us in a Wrexham shirt? You know, we we never seem to have been able to get that that Macclesfield Durrell that that we thought we might be able to get this time around. It's a really difficult one to judge because obviously it was on a sort of private account. Mm. So is that really, I mean, it's still not the right thing to do. I don't think it's an excuse for the way he behaved. And I think particularly you can voice your opinions, maybe like, you know, you can say disappointed not to play and try be hum not humble about it, but you can, you can at least make your point of why you think you should be playing or you can say disappointed not to be starting today but I'll back the boys, you know, give them the support I can. I just think he sort of threw his toys out of the pram and you to get away with that, you've got to be the best player in the team and ultimately, Elliot Durrell, there's arguments to say should he even be on the bench for some weeks because I'm very much in Team Redmond. I don't know what he's done to, to fall so out of the pecking order. I think Durrell's a, a very talented footballer he's obviously got that raw talent I remember that goal at Hensford where he ran half the pitch and that was sort of one of the marquee moments when we when we signed him anniversary season he had a, a couple of good moments but I've never been totally convinced I like the I like the idea of Durrell but I'm not sure I quite am sold on him as a player I've got one of his shirts from the anniversary season so I've I've got a bit of a soft spot because I love it you know I've got the home shirt from that season with it 
that I believe he wore as well. And yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I just think that the way he acted, it's on a private account and he probably just didn't, you know, he can rightfully have that opinion. And on a private account, it then begs the question of, of course, he should monitor it and check who actually is following him before he tweets that sort of stuff. But then can we really have a go at him too much for what he said technically in private? I know it's social media. I know it is technically a public space, but if his account's been locked, you know, when when we work at the MEN or, and when if a player uploads something to a private account that maybe we have access to, we wouldn't be allowed to write about it because it is behind sure. a private sort sure, of sure. wall. So, you know, it's if tricky. a player... It's, yeah. tr- it's tricky. It's tricky, but, you know, they're clearly, you know, the, the players have had social media training. I just think... It's not that not the right moment, you know, to exactly to and because even if he's putting it out on a private account, he's putting it out to X amount of followers, however many he has, and I feel like he he clearly wanted to get the message out there that he was unhappy. If he's unhappy, he can text people and Just you know me. make it known to to people that he wants to. But this was a little bit too public, even on a private account. I think. Exactly, and you there's just a professional manner of dealing with things, and since the takeover as well, we've sort of re-emphasise the professional standards of this football club. Mm. You know, we might be in the fifth tier, but we want to do things the proper way. And that is not the proper way. If you've got an issue with the team selection, you knock on the manager's door, you have an, maybe an argument with him, you have a heated argument, a discussion. Why am I not in the team? You get your, your reasoning why he's not, why he's, he's not playing. Me. And then you, you settle it like that, like, man, you know, that's just the way it should be mm. done. And that's just any professional capacity. If I had some sort of disagreement at work... I wouldn't. I'd get told off if I then went on my social media and started complaining about it. That's just Definitely. not the way. It's just not the way things are done, and it should be one rule for all of us. And again, it all stems down to, if you're the best player in the team and you're winning games week in week out, you can get get away with being a bit of a, a bad apple sometimes. But Darrell's just not done enough, and, and ultimately look. that's the issue. Really, he. Yeah. I I don't think he's proven enough to to get people to believe his point. If he if right, he'd been Rich. playing really well, and I'd I'd back him, but I just don't. Don't see his point of view, really. <laughs> I've clearly set you off here. I was just going to say, the last one I have on my little notepad of Wrexham things that have happened this week, uh, the membership scheme. I I, I can I'm, I don't know why I'm raising my hand. I'm sort of sat in my bedroom recording this podcast. Uh, I have signed up to it, I'm sure Absolutely. lots yeah. of people have. The first exclusive Money Can't Buy prizes were revealed this week uh, to attend their Dionis debut game and sit with Robin Ryan, spend the day with Robin Ryan. So one package will go to a member from the Wrexham area, one package will go to a member in the UK and one will go from somebody outside the UK. Now, if that's the start, I mean, I think it's a really good initiative, uh, the membership scheme. It's still not quite clear how it will work and, and what that means for the WST. Um, but yeah, what are your early impressions of that and kind of how they're drumming up their own membership scheme? Yeah, I'm just really intrigued, like you said, to, to know what it means. Because in the past, I used to pay for my m- membership and, you know, that was sort of second best if you couldn't get a season ticket. So when I moved to Manchester and I couldn't have a season ticket because I just couldn't go to every game and I was doing United games and working most weekends, I'd get membership because in the cup games when all the season ticket fans had their sort of allocation of the away tickets or whatever, then it would go to members. And that was a genuine perk that you were paying for and, you know, you'd get your discounts around the, the area as well. Some local businesses had had maybe cashed in on that. I know that was mainly for season tickets in the end that you had the discount of the fat bore, etc. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just intrigued to see what it actually means. I mean, 
I know that at other top clubs and elite clubs, you'll get a membership pack every year. Usually it's like a notepad, maybe a pen, that sort of stuff. And it's just about making you feel involved. And that's, you know, Rob and Ryan, since since they launched their ambition to take over Wrexham, community's been at the heart of it. So I see it only as a good thing. I just, I'm excited to see what else is, is down the line, really. God, I'd love to be the lucky winner of that. I mean, whoever gets that is going to be so fortunate. Let's just hope it's a good game. Yeah, can you imagine if it's bootlegger, the video we'd get treated to? We can dream, you know, we can, we can dream of the people that could get that. But... It's. I think I did it last week, Rich. So it's blast from the racecourse pastime, and it's you. I think this week. Are you yeah, up? it's me. And I guess. It is you. Yeah, I mean, we'll so try to keep this. I, I pulled. I pulled. I pulled one out the bag with Scott Shearer, didn't I? Last yeah, week. Yeah, that was that was deep dive. So there you go. I'm going to leave you to crack on, Rich, with with your clues. Yeah. So this week, um, keep a bit short and sweet. But this one is a striker. Wrexham need a striker. They probably don't need this one back though. This is a player who played for Wrexham in the 16-17 season. And he was loaned out twice. He first went on loan to Sutton Caulfield for, from September to October. And then in the January window, he was loaned out for a month as well to Nantwich Town. He also had spells at Rush Hall Olympic, Bedworth United, Alverchurch, Bedworth United again, Buxton FC, Gloucester. And his most recent club was Kettering Town, but it's been this curtailed season. So he's still playing now. He's still only 23 years old. There's not too much more I can add, really. He started his career in the Birmingham Youth Academy. Wolverhampton, born and bred, can play up front, mainly just a centre-forward. Do you have any idea who it is, Nath? Well, you were saying Wolverhampton. I mean, that kind of threw me onto onto Bradley Reed. Um, but I don't think it's here. I think he's a little bit older than 23 now. Yeah, so, Bradley Reed lived in the same rural village as me. He at, did. He growing did. up, he used to get a school um, bus with him every day. Yeah, nice lad. Nice lad. Just didn't work out for him at Wrexham. He had really unfortunate with injuries when he went to Wolves as well, and just never quite kicked on. Went to Telford, I believe, and then I think he even I think Morel might have bought him at Tamworth. Um, that was it. Tamworth, yeah. But yeah, it's not Bradley um, Reed. It's, a, it's not Bradley Reed. So it's a striker. Sixteen. I mean that right ballpark. Sixteen, seventeen. Season. I think Bradley Reed came back on loan in the sixteen, seventeen season because it was that yeah. Dagnum away game where he made his debut. And I think he got subbed at half time. Where it was three 0 down. Uh, he's now twenty three. Is it somebody like? Uh, he's got Caleb, a double back. Caleb Bailey Nichols. Correct. <laughs> I was about to say he's got a double barrel surname. <laughs> These, these were my options. These are my options. I was thinking, right, that season's people like Bradley Reed. I had in my head. I had Masanka, but I was like, I don't think it's him. He was Sean Harrod. We had him. Okay, I'll do Sean Harrod. God. Yeah. Uh, McDonough. Ref- oh, Jerry McDonough of the intro, the famous Jerry McDonough. I, I made him sound so good, didn't I? In that, in that bit of you made you made Jerry McDonough sound like Lionel Messi in that commentary. It's actually unbelievable. When you watch the goal as well, I think the result's already in secure. But you, I mean, it's just the, I can't it's the quite, Yeah, I think it's for three it's one. The, is it against Forest Green? Yeah, I think Luke Coddington the, saved a penalty. It's the payoff when you when you're talking about Black Friday and Red Saturday. It's just yeah. brilliant. You can't script that. And the um, Friday had literally been Black Friday, and then the day after <laughs> was Saturday. You know, it's quite it's, self-explanatory. It's, but God, I love it, I, to commentate on the Wrexham. It's like my it's yeah. my dream job. I think is to be a Wrexham commentator. Who knows where Rob Ryan Red is going to go, Rich? Um, you know, who Please knows? Get Hopefully me back. this can give you. This is a, a good space to, to get your skills back. Practice. 
but yeah, to no, a live so stream near you soon. Who knows? Caleb, also, before I go, that 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 father and son who do the Wrexham live stream, that is utterly bonkers. Yeah, um, I still can't quite get over that. that. And <laughs> fair play to them. I, yeah, I love it. I love the passion. It, oh, you I, know, do. I do. I'm never going to sort of poo-poo people. As long as you support nah. the club and you've got your interest in the best way, go for it. And yeah, good luck there's with so you. Much, there's so much good content out there for Wrexham at the minute. We've we got to shout out Rob Ryan Red from Fearless and Devotion. They're doing a great podcast at the minute. There's a new podcast coming. There's Dragonheart. Mark Griffiths does a great pod. I mean, he had Carlos on the other week. There's loads of great content and it's just great to see so much passion around the club. Um, I don't know. You know, even when, even when we're stranded in this same godforsaken league there's still that's the whole point in it i know that the podcast most of them are sort of stemmed out of as being like the new hollywood era but it's by people who've been going for years and been giving so much to the club and they've been there they've been on those horrible away days they've seen the highs they've seen the lows and we're all just enjoying it you know even though we've had mm. a crap weekend of football i bloody love this club i cannot wait to be back at the race course so rich hopefully we've got a guest on coming soon we did promise one last week we're we're working on it and so hopefully it's it's double pod this week um, i'm excited we'll, we'll we'll try and leak out on on social uh, who we've got coming up so yeah, yeah and we want to get your questions as well yeah we want, we, please, what we want to do is this next guest in. we want to like maybe a couple hours before we actually record with them we want to tell you who it's gonna be and we want some of your questions in as well so like I said, try interact with us on Twitter, Rob Brown Red. As always, likes and subscribes, subscriptions rather. You can subscribe, maybe not subscribes, but who cares? Yeah, just as much support as possible really helps. And give all the other podcasts some love as well. Everyone doing great things at the moment. What a club, what a fan base, what a week. That's, there's no way, better way to end it, Rich. That's all. Take care. Back the boys, make some noise, bring on Stockport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal a last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.